it was that movie moment. The sun was literally shining directly to her and her eyes were like, cutting. I was so happy when she was sitting next to me and her legs were touching and I was just super aware of everything. And there was definitely energy between us. And I was like, okay, Martin, just kiss her. I have to do it or else it will not happen. Welcome to Equal Parts, season two. A series of true love stories told by the couples themselves. If you're new to the show, there's eight romantic tales already out, just waiting to be devoured. You can lose yourself in the Peak District with Davide and Nick, bond over a jukebox with Becky and Jay, or renew your faith in dating apps with Lucy and Ellie and Liam and Jess. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. This season, we're ignoring geography and travelling around the globe each week. For today's season opener, it's Fair Holland where we lay our scene. And Bali. And London. Our first couple, Tash and Marta, are currently navigating finding a forever home amid a global pandemic, and together run Breaking the Distance, an LGBTQ plus visibility blog and podcast about loving and living apart, and then suddenly being together 24-7. Hi, I'm Martha. I am from Holland. I'm 29 years old, and I work as an oncology nurse. And I've been with Tash for almost two years. I am Tash. I am one half of Breaking the Distance. My other half is Marta. She is my Dutch half, actually. So I, as you can hear from the accent, am based in the UK, in London. And Marta is from Holland originally. I definitely changed because of the relationship. I was working as a nurse. I had my own apartment. I had a really, like, in a way, comfortable life. I have my social network. It's all very safe. And when I met Tash, I was really, like, in the beginning, I was sort of in awe of her because she was, like, a freelancer and she was working as a performer, but she was also a personal trainer and she was also doing this and then she was doing that. So, like, oh, you can actually do more than one thing. And... I was like, but what would I like to do? I, I like to write. I like yoga. Okay, what are my dreams? And it really inspired me. And also she's super supportive of those things. And she's also super positive. And no matter what happens, she would like, you know, see the good side of things and of people. Marta is incredibly funny. An absolute perfectionist. Incredibly kind. Very, very sexy. I would describe her as very open, spontaneous, funny, the best smile ever. She'll say she's really sarcastic is what she'll say about me, for sure. So when we met, we met in Bali uh, two years ago and I was a solo traveler and she was as well. And when I met her, I felt like, oh my God, I just made a friend. That's what I said. I, I looked up my messages later to my friends, like what I said about her. And I was just really happy to see her. She was just very friendly, just very chatty. So I was actually in the middle of ending a relationship. I was very much wanting to be single, whilst ultimately I do want to meet somebody. Not right now was how I felt. Probably up until like the day that we met, I was in that, in that headspace. So, yeah, it's kind of even more ridiculous that we ended up being together forever. <laughs> so I go away every year around January to a warm country. And I just broke up with a guy, actually. 
in the beginning of January, we have been on and off for nine months and I was so over it. I was like, yeah, I don't want to see you anymore. And I already booked a trip that I was going to travel alone. It was in my head for already a year. And I wanted to go somewhere that was safe to travel for women. And I've been to Thailand and I was like, I want to, I want to go somewhere else. So yeah, Bali was a perfect place because I wanted to surf. Then my idea was to see more of Indonesia as well. I had gone to Thailand first and I met my then girlfriend who it was very, very rocky and I wasn't in a very good place. I was, I think, really coming to terms with the fact that this isn't the relationship I wanted. So I left her and she went back home to the UK. I left that part of Thailand and carried on traveling and we essentially went on a break. I then flew to Bali. That was my one stop in traveling that I knew I was going to go to everything else was sort of unplanned but Bali was definitely planned and I'd already booked my accommodation there so I arrived in Bali technically on a break how Ross and Rachel we were on a break (laughs) and Marta actually arrived the same day and we met that day had a very brief general getting to know each other chit chat and thought nothing more of it I was like holding on to her like oh my god I made a friend here in Bali and she's really cool and when I got over that first step I was like oh my god she's also really beautiful wow this girl's amazing then I already had a mini crush on her so that was also because she was like super confident uh, she looked just really cool and she gave that impression that she was just like I can face this world and I'm this really cool woman <laughs> I'm not a lesbian that assumes every woman I meet is gay. So my assumption was that she was straight. Quite soon, I had a feeling she might be gay. So I remember, I think it was on the second day, I just had this jolt like, oh my God, like she might be lesbian. (laughs) And then I found her even more interesting. I was like, oh my God, uh, this is so cool. And then I guess because I don't really look like the stereotypical lesbian I think she didn't know that for me but she was in her way a bit flirtatious also with her text messages and she would like help me out and bring me to my spa and because I was new to the place and she wasn't I just didn't know what to think about it because she was also very friendly to everyone so I was like well maybe it's just because she's just like that that first conversation I can tell you literally the exact details of it I had gone and got a burrito from my favorite Mexican place in Bali and got back to the accommodation and it was evening it was dark already so it's like 8 30 9 o'clock and anybody who's seen pictures of Marta you'll notice that the first thing that you notice about her is her blue eyes piercing blue eyes now it's 8 p.m at night it's super dark I don't see those eyes so all I see is just you know nice looking Dutch girl brown hair very sweet really interesting accent Yeah, and the conversation, I remember there was another guy there and the place that we're staying at has very few guests. I think it can hold about 16 maximum, but often sits around 10 to 12. And this guy was quite a bit older and he was a bit awkward and they had been talking and I kind of came into the conversation and I'm a performer, so I'm not afraid to just introduce myself and be like, hey, what's up? And I kind of felt like I was a little bit saving her from that conversation. And then we just carried on between us and we had surfing the next day at like 6am. So it's not like we could really stay up late. To be honest, the first real conversation that stood out to me was we were sitting having lunch and the tradition at this place was for everybody to sit on a long table 
and we all have lunch together and they bring food and it's like family style. And afterwards, we would sat around talking, a couple of us. And this place has a lot of women tend to stay there because it's really safe. And as a solo female traveler, you want somewhere that feels safe and secure. And it just naturally attracts that kind of a traveler. So obviously, you know, girls sitting around, what, what's the main conversation? Like relationships, who you're seeing, blah, blah, blah. And one of the girls was talking about a guy that she was seeing and how they've been sleeping together and he hasn't really texted her since she's been away and we're all giving advice and chipping in. So then it led me to be like, well, actually, I'm kind of on a break and this is my situation. And I was really open and honest. She was saying that she had an ex-girlfriend and I was very subtle. I was like, oh, my ex-girlfriend, la, 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 la. Huh. That was really subtle, the way you told me about your girl friend there okay i see what you're doing you're trying to let me know i'm a lesbian too i was like oh my god yes i thought i knew but yeah that was like amazing (laughs) and then i sort of really then properly looked at her and that was the moment i saw the blue eyes she was like the way she was sitting was it was that movie moment the sun was literally shining directly to her and her eyes were like ka-ding and mat has really long eyelashes too and i was like oh she's kind of cute She's obviously interested in women. Does that mean she's interested in me? I don't know. Whatever. I'm just going to, no, Tash, don't even get into that. You're still in one, like, calm yourself. So, yeah, that was probably the first real, like, click moment, I guess. We were, in the beginning, the two solar travelers. So we were just hanging out loads. We went everywhere together. We went for dinner everywhere. And I just remember I just wanted to be close to her all the time, like, I was so happy when she was sitting next to me and her legs were touching and I was just super aware of everything. And then we went out for drinks and it was all very like flirtatious, but also I just didn't know if she was into me. I was like, okay, I just want to be her friend and I don't want to make things complicated. I am single, I'm in Bali and I want to have this travel experience for myself. So I don't want to fall in love. (laughs) That's what I said to everyone when I left for that trip. Like, oh, this is going to be my trip, it's going to be my year and I'm not going to fall in love and it's going to be the best. It's just going to be all about me, myself and I. (laughs) I also didn't want to make things complicated for us because we were having this great friendship. But once you cross that line, then you crossed it and you can't go back. So yeah, I remember I really wanted to kiss her that evening and that didn't happen. And then I was also confused. So I was just like, okay, just let it go. Friendship is beautiful. My girlfriend that I was on a break with, we arranged to have a call, which was essentially like a breakup conversation. So I was in a really weird headspace when Marta and I met because I am also kind of traditional in some senses. So once that had ended, whilst there was definite chemistry between myself and Marta, I felt very guilty about that. You know, like it feels a bit, feels like there should be some lag time between from one to the next and it felt a bit disrespectful and I really pushed against it for a, for a little while just as I tried to figure out how I felt about that you know going away to Thailand with one girlfriend and potentially coming back with another just didn't feel right and I wanted to respect that relationship so yeah it was a bit confusing it was a lot confusing in those first couple of weeks for sure from there the more time we spent together the more I fell in love with her and it's only in a few days but remember that we're together all the time we're surfing together so it's not like you have an evening a date night 
and then you see each other next week. We're spending so much time together and we're talking and you're in this amazing place and it's all very beautiful. So yeah, you get to know each other quite quickly. Bali kind of does that to people. It sort of makes everyone, you know, you're away from home, you're away from everybody you know, you're traveling. It's a bit whimsical. So I'm also very aware of that. Even till the last moment, I thought, is she really into me? Because I don't know, like we're holding hands sometimes and touchy feeling, like being super flirtation. But until the moment that we kissed, I was not sure. There was an event, like one of the girls, it was her birthday that evening and we were all going out for dinner. I got there and there was the only spot at the table left was next to Marta. And it was one of these places where you all sit on the floor, really low tables. And we're like sitting next to each other and we're very like close and legs are touching and all that kind of thing. And afterwards I said about going to a bar. I was really just up for going out and not getting crazy, but just like the night doesn't have to end at 9 p.m. guys. And she was really up for it as well. She later said to me that it was basically anything that I had suggested she would have gone along with. So we headed over to a bar called Pretty Poison and it was really cool. I'd never been there before. And it looks like just a generic cement building from the outside. And you walk in, sofas everywhere. There was a band and a bar. And then you walk through and it opens out into what is an old swimming pool that is actually a skateboarding bowl. And there's all these skateboarders and everyone's sitting around like drinking. It was the coolest thing. We were like, oh my God, I feel like we've stepped into an alternate universe. And we hung out there that night and it was like a really cool experience and then we ended up on one of the sofas and there was definitely energy between us and I was like okay Martin just kiss her do it and because I'm used that uh, for someone else to take the first step and that was not happening so I was like okay I have to do it or else it will not happen Uh, yeah that was a very interesting experience for me in the couple of days beforehand We had both been really honest about our previous relationships and our relationship history, way more honest than you would with somebody on a first date, because we hadn't been in that headspace for the first sort of 48 hours, but we had been with each other a lot in that 48 hours. You've shared a lot of your just life, just in general, what you do, what your job is, who your family are. So it's like, yeah, it's like that high school style relationship where because you're together so much, like a week is like a year. So it kind of changed the perspective. Like even when we talk about it now, we talk about the things that we were discussing. We're like, no, that was only four days. We'd only known each other for four days. What? So yeah, it was already quite deep by that point. We had all this time to get to know each other. But also I remember very vividly that I didn't want to think about what happens next. I was like, I want to live in a moment. I want to live today and right now because my friends and my family were messaging me be careful don't fall in love because I've been in a long distance relationship before and it's it's very challenging and I was like I don't want to think about what happens when we're back in Europe I just want to enjoy this moment and that's also what I said to her but yeah of course I was also madly in love so yeah I was like I will deal with that later and that was amazing because Tesh was uh, I think a little bit more in her head about it also because she just came out of a relationship and now she met me. So yeah, that changed things for her. And I was just like, we're having fun. Just let it go. That kind of vibe. Yeah, it was just a perfect place to fall in love, really. (laughs) We were actually both supposed to leave that place after a week, that resort. And we independently kept extending. 
without kind of like I'd go down to reception I'm like oh, I'd like to extend and then Marta would go and they'd be like oh Tasha just extended and she's like what and then it it kind of kept happening like every couple of days and actually before anything had happened before us like in that very first 24 hours of knowing each other we had both said like oh what are you where are you planning to go after this and I said I'd really like to go to Ubud and she's like oh I really wanted to go there too and I said well maybe we could go together when we're done here and that had been arranged like before anything so that was also this thing sort of hanging between us as we got through that first sort of week that oh we kind of had this conversation about going to Ubud is that still going to happen so the question was are we going to leave the resort together and travel together so when she decided she wanted to do that with me and we left the resort so we were just with the two of us with no other people no other distractions I think that also really allowed her to fall in love with me if that makes sense there was nobody else around us it was just the two of us and I really felt like I could let myself go and really be be in it and experience it just to let it, let go a little bit more and we had these five days together and they were just amazing on an island and we're just like scootering and diving and playing music and one of the evenings we had a lovely dinner and we came back to our place and there was a beautiful sky and it was like stars and uh, I put on <laughs> so cheesy I put on the song Yellow by Coldplay and we were dancing on the street because of the stars yeah this was all so romantic but when I think back of it I was like oh my god we have really cheesy moments but because you're so in love it's like so perfect (laughs) we were like a couple on honeymoon there infatuated with each other just always just loved being together 24 7 and then there was a very obvious slip up where I'd obviously been like, you know, we're not we're not actually girlfriends, though. Like, this is not official, but like, I'm very much in that headspace. I was like one day putting sunscreen on her back and she was like, don't put too much. And I was like, yeah, well, I don't want my girlfriend getting. But uh... she's like, what did you say? I was like, nothing. I said that I just don't want you to get burned here. You finish Bye. <laughs> you just didn't speak about that moment. And there was a couple of things like that that kept happening for me. In that week, I really started to think about what next because I was like, oh my God, I'm really into her and I don't want this to stop or end ever. <laughs> so yeah, by the time we left Nusa Panida, we had said, I love you. And it was, yeah, it was signed, sealed, delivered. We were a thing. But even till the day we parted, I, I had no idea how things would go back home because she was quite reserved in her feelings. and. I brought her to the airport and I still had five days left and she booked me uh, a plane ticket to London. She was like, what weekend are you off? And I was like, yeah, this weekend. And then she was on her phone and she was like, I just booked you uh, a ticket to London. So we see each other in three weeks. And I was like, oh, wow, that says a lot. And yeah, that was amazing because then we said goodbye, knowing that we would see each other again. So I actually left Bali on the 15th of February. Obviously, you remember that because it's Valentine's Day before. It was traumatic. It was horrible. I sobbed the entire way home on that plane. And partly because I was leaving Bali and it always makes me cry when I leave Bali, but also because I was leaving her in Bali and she still had two weeks there left. So then we were on a different time zone for like two weeks, which is also awful And I was doing shows because I'm a performer and I had a week of shows and like every free moment we're like on the phone to each other, texting each other, FaceTiming each other all the time. And then 
And then after like two weeks or so, and it's just getting to like the last 48 hours until we see each other. So she arrived in the UK on the 1st of March. And then all of a sudden you get this fear. Oh, I was so nervous. But we have been in contact nonstop. So I think that really helped me because I think if it was a bit like a message here and there, a phone call here and there, I would have felt less confident and way more nervous. But yeah, I was just really nervous to see her again. Oh my God, we met each other in this perfect place. It was like this perfect destination. We were on holiday. We were both like the best versions of ourselves and we don't know each other in our normal lives. And now we have to deal with real life. And she also had to work that weekend and I'm going to see her place for the first time. So that brings a lot of pressure. It's like, what happens if we get here and it doesn't work and we don't like each other and she's got loads of annoying habits that she didn't do in Bali, you know, and all these kind of like fears suddenly set in and we were really nervous, so nervous to see each other, but also like really excited and so secure that it was going to happen. And that was actually when she arrived at the airport, the first thing I said to her was, will you be my girlfriend? And I asked it in Dutch to make it official. And then that first weekend was incredible. It was like nothing was different. It was so easy. We were still so, so in love. So yeah, that was amazing. So then it made the next 10 months of being long distance. I mean, it made it worth it, but also a real challenge because we really understood how good we are together and how we really function so well together. So it was really hard not being together for 90% of our time. I was like, okay, it's not ideal, but it's it's doable. It's yeah, we can we can make this work. I think also with the experience of being in a long distance relationship before it was the Philippines and now it was London. So in that way things were way easier. Yeah, we can we can do this. At the end of December last 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 year, sorry, yeah, two years ago, Marta moved to London. And we then went traveling, we got engaged, we came back and we're like, yay, we're going to come back to London now and be engaged together in our house in London. And we got back the day that lockdown was announced in the UK was the day that we arrived back. We're standing in Tesco's trying to find toilet roll. That was our first. So this is the thing. We've been like long distance all this time. We've now traveled together, which is like together all the time, but it's like traveling. It's fun. And now we are isolated in a two bedroom apartment for 10 weeks. It's our first experience of living together. So we've done every version of a relationship, like every configuration. When we met at the surf resort, Tasha's already been there and the owner is actually Dutch. So we came back a year later and we got engaged there. So... That place is so special for us. I think that I am originally Indonesian in another life because Bali is literally, when I go there, it feels like home. And the first time I discovered Bali was back at the end of 2017, going into 2018, I believe. And I went there to a surf retreat for three weeks and it was the most incredible three weeks of my life. It was quite literally life-changing just in about how I, I started to see myself and the world. And, and then the following year, I went back again, exactly a year later. And that was the year that I met Marta. So I always joke that this place, every single time I go there, my life changes massively. And that first year was a massive shift. And my, my friends really saw a difference in me when I came back. So the second year I went there and I met Marta. And then again, we went back together the next year so that was my third time there and she proposed so 
every single time I go to Palan Palan in Bali, my life has a massive shift. I remember so vividly that I was actually, I was going to book a different surf yoga resort because that was a little bit cheaper, but the woman never got back to me. And then I Googled a little bit more and I found this surf resort owned by uh, the Dutch woman. And um, I was like, oh, this sounds really cool. But if I would have been there a different week or I would have gone somewhere else, then we would have never met and my life would have been so different. It's crazy. Equal Parts is produced by me, Maria Passingham. Thanks to Audio Network for the music and thank you Tash and Marta for sharing your story. If you'd like to keep up with Tash and Marta, you can follow them on Instagram at underscore breaking the distance. Visit breakingthedistance.com or search for Breaking the Distance in your podcast app and on YouTube. There's links to all of these in the show notes for this episode too. For each episode of Equal Parts, an illustrator or artist designs a piece of original artwork. They only listen to the audio and create an impression of the story. Tash and Marta's romance has been immortalised beautifully by Zayna Mayet. Visit equalpartspodcast.co.uk to see it. You can also find there all the artwork for season one and information on the artists. And finally, there are transcripts for each episode of Equal Parts for those who are deaf or prefer to read. Visit equalpartspodcast.co.uk. Next week, wedding crashes and love letters. We're going to dance with those two. You're taking the one in the blue. I'm going to dance with the one in the red dress. He wrote a letter every single day. I used to sit and read them with my mother. (laughs) 